we are we are recording so just continue with the conversation already in progress oh we were just talking um yeah i guess yeah i guess we can start off darren so uh, yeah i was asking i was just saying to darren like uh i think there was some miscommunications and stuff that happened in my presentation uh just because there were so many people giving various objections and stuff like that so I was asking Darren and saying, maybe it might've been better if I did a solo show first. And Darren was saying, no, he, he thought the issue was something else. So over to you, Darren. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that a solo show would be a bad idea. Um, it would give you free reign to sort of get everything you want out of there without any interruptions. Yeah, but that's was... the problem though. If you have no interruptions, like I just did to you, there would be no way to clarify uh, the real objections and questions that people have. And, uh, so I don't think a solo show for this would have been better. Uh, I guess it depends. It would have given a foundation at least. Um, yeah, what I mean is my like... main concern was how to get from uh, the actual premises to the percentages. Because uh, if it's just a percentage that you subjectively feel is correct, then I don't know how to relate that to the real world. I mean, as far as I can tell, that's just your opinion. And I, I agree with Dale, though, in one sense that um, there's a place <clears throat> there's a place in the world for subjective uh, percentages. OK, I agree. Uh, I just don't I, think things that exist in the world is that place. Well, I, so I think that Bayes is just the wrong vehicle for this or any variation of Bayes. But I, I do think that the problem isn't so much ob subjective opinions. Um, it's, you know, because that can, you know, if you can, you know, maybe quantify your own thoughts and your own mind on some of this stuff and recognize your own biases, that's great. But what the final equation is going to tell you uh, is something that about you. It's not going to tell you something about the world, I think. And, and it's valuable to learn something about you. Uh, yeah, I agree. Richard Carrier uses it, uh, and he says you go through all the numbers, you um, figure out what all the evidence is, and then you throw away the numbers because they don't really matter. But it helps you uh, uh, mark out all the evidence, how how you're weighing it, um, and then other people that come in can look at that evidence since you've gathered it all in one place, and you can start the discussion there. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, th I think it's kind of beside like so so base theorem isn't the problem again it's it's whether you're plugging in the objective or subjective so but if you guys recognize the validity and even scientists will use subjective probabilities in the bayesian sense that i've i've done and stuff not like generally that. well they they will like again if if there isn't like frequency based odds that they could actually calculate statistically then well they may do it to like outline their thoughts but they're not going to like write a paper with subjective probabilities in there yeah, i don't think it ends up in their well, final conclusion but the, the problem dale is is surely in what you is surely in the very last sentence that you spoke when there's not data to calculate the odds Well, I, I think, yeah, like, I mean, obviously it's preferable if we can get it, but most things in life, we don't. And people, logicians recognize, scientists and historians will recognize, yeah, we we are rational in using those. So, like, th think of it this way, right? 
so I've, I've seen lots of scientific papers that I read and stuff like that uh, in my research. Uh, they don't have any statistical probabilities or mathematical calculations at all. Now, my method is basically all I'm doing is I'm writing the same peer-reviewed paper they are, right? All the reasons are objective reasons are written out exactly the same. But I'm taking an additional step where I'm adding on these subjective probabilities as a helpful heuristic and sure. understanding well, this is the degree of credence uh, I have, and I think I'm within the reasonableness range. See uh -huh. my written reasons. I don't, I, think any, I don't think anyone questions that, though. I think that you are <clears throat> within your reasonable range for you, based on your research and your, uh, you know, tally of your numbers. Uh, Can somebody not... turn off the garbage disposal? There we go. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought it was you. On no, a vote. No. There's no oh, difference. Okay. It's it's okay. the reasonableness range, right? Like if you take out the numbers, which is just helps me to make an overall judgment in an objective way. It's all the same thing. Whether you have that paper with just written reasons, that's all the scientist is giving you is just objective reasons. Then you have to decide: well, do I believe this or not? Like, do, does the evidence right? You have to you have to decide whether you believe it or not. And you know that's it. Ultimately, keeps coming back to that. I I wanted to share some insight that I had during the show and that I've been sharpening while I nibble on my cheese. Um, it, my first objection, my first point is that all of the premises uh, that you give, and in fact all of the arguments that uh, apologists give, hangs on there is a God. Uh, it, it all kind of hangs on that. I'm not saying that there aren't questions that need to be answered once that question is answered. So let's say you answer there is a God. And, well, we've got a, a million and one questions to, uh, to sort out from there. But I think that oh, uh, none Mac, of it. Okay. Oh, sorry. Finish your thing. Put the Max in the comments, just so you know, because he can't speak. Oh, uh, Mac, why can you not speak? Because you're not muted, and I can see you. If just, he can't speak, it's going to be hard for him to answer that. Just shout louder, <laughs> louder. Uh, <laughs> someone follow Mac's uh, comments uh, for me because I won't be able to see him. Um, the. Um, the thing is, uh, everything hinges on the question of whether there's a God. And I think that maybe we've made a little bit of a mistake. Uh, maybe I have made a little bit of uh, a mistake. Every, if everything hinges on that question. We should be focusing more on that question and not rolling our eyes when that question comes up. And one of the one of the problems with tackling that question, which I know that we'll get into in a few weeks, uh, Dale, is what do we consider evidence for a God? How how can we know there's a God? Just recently did an article about this in a podcast with Andrew, Knowing Gods, right there on the show, and I, I go into some of the details about why that is kind of challenging, but I, I really think that uh, that's kind of your disconnect with skeptics, the Christians and skeptics, especially apologists. I actually like the old time country preachers the best because they talk about a God that's relatable, the kind of God. They're not using math or science or philosophy. Uh, they're talking about God the way. So um, 
I think that we have to come to some kind of framework for talking about God and what what is the right type of evidence and what would be convincing and can we can we move the needle on that because I can tell you I'm never going to be moved by philosophy I don't think that's going to get there uh, because I've been through all of the philosophical philosophical arguments even Christians probably the vast majority of Christians uh, now and over the years would say God cannot be affirmed through science it's it's not <clears throat> it's not the right set of questions is not the right set of techniques for a god and i personally think that the only way to get to a god is through relationship it's not even theology look i'm a theology wonk and I, even i realize that my passion is a waste of time uh because god is not the god of theology he's he's the god of persons if he exists if that god that you believe in exists that's who he is and that's how we have to figure out how to get there because we we are not making progress with special uh revelation we're not making progress with uh forgive me for saying it mathematical revelation philosophical re revelation scientific revelation there's got to be a better way to get at a question as simple and straightforward and fundamental is is there a god you know it the the thing that bothers me uh, about this uh, about this exploration of God with probability is that you know maybe maybe we use probability when we're talking about uh, tetraquarks and and decay or or whatever. Sorry, I'm not not positive. To, yeah, I think they do decay. I'll have to I'll have to double check that. If you're listening and you're going, uh, Andrew. Uh, Tetraquarks don't decay, and so we don't use problems. Okay, and, and okay, no fine. No one is but, saying that. They're saying just, tetraquarks. Okay, but but here's here's the point. So, in our day to day experience, uh, you know, maybe maybe we maybe there are tetraquarks in in nature, and and maybe they decay. I completely accept every bit of that as as uh, as true as I understand it. Okay, and but that decay is not something I experience. Right. I, I would I would have to I would have to do a lot of work to even get into a lab. But no, they'd never let me in. <laughs> they just wouldn't let me in. OK. But, you know, maybe in some cosmic oatmeal cookie sense, there's a there's a way for me to go and find out about that more directly. But right now, my point is, if we try those of us who, who don't claim to have any experience with the Holy Spirit, it. it if that God is not going to interact with us uh, in any to any greater degree than the decay of tetraquarks, then I don't actually care what a book says that God thinks about anything in particular, right? Uh, so it, it's fine. It's fine to say I have some degree of properly basic belief in some God that demonstrated himself. Okay. I give you all of that. But if your ethical framework is that because your God demonstrated himself to, to you, and that somehow is, uh, implies some binding ethical framework on me, we're just, we're not going to see eye to eye on. 
Well, uh, just to jump in real quick, I don't think uh, when it comes to Christianity that the claim is that God is out there and impossible to reach. Like our belief is... I, un uh, I understand. I, I yeah. understand. And, yeah. and so what I've said is, and this is, this is the big point, if there's a God out there that wants to interact with me, he can get on with that business. And once he's done, we can decide what my ethical obligation to that God is. Right now, I don't have that experience. Yeah, well, our claim is that God has already interacted with the, with the world in history through Christ, right? He entered his own creation and interacted with it. So that's it. That's pretty much what we were saying. So that's why, like, we can't leap off with the transcendental God out there. Just God is out there, unreadable. We have to work it out for ourselves. It's more okay, like let's, let's say that that's right. That hasn't been the claim, though, because I've, I have been on the shows. I have been on the shows with the Christians in this community that make a much more substantial interaction with God kind of claim. And so the Christian claim is not as simple as you have just stated. Not out of this. I'm willing to, I'm well, willing to okay. grant, uh, Mac, I'm willing to grant uh, a lot of what you just said, uh, now that I believe it, but I'm willing to grant it because I, I find it interesting. I would agree with you, I think, if I could come in contact with that knowledge somehow. So, uh, you know, he, God interacted with the world in the person of Jesus. But when I look at it from a historical point of view, the people who were in the place where Jesus was said to be at the time where he was said to be, the vast majority of them never got that message. They didn't know that God was in the form of Jesus. They didn't know that Jesus was God. Uh, they, at best, they would have thought he was just another wandering wonder worker, um, and, and of which there were, would have been some. They didn't know that he rose from the dead. He didn't bother to uh, show up for most people. So most of them would have never heard the rumor, and those who heard it would have had no reason to believe it. And so in that time, in that ancient time and place where all of this saving work took place, the world didn't know it. They didn't know it outside of that place, and we don't know it outside of that time. All we have left are the stories. And so it's it's kind of unsatisfying for me to just well, say, well, God interacted with the world through the person of Jesus Christ because the world didn't know it. And and I, I, I don't know. It. I would disagree with you there because I feel like the fact that we're still talking about this man 2,000 years later shows that the story did impact the ancient but, world. Like, but Mac, we're, we're still talking about Judaism. We're still talking about Islam. We are still talking about Hinduism. Uh, in the East, they are still talking about Buddhism. Uh, various gods in, in Japan. Right. For, you, for, you to, for you to say, we are still talking about it uh, as if Christianity is the only religion that is being talked about is well, nothing in this more, context. Nothing more is nothing more than special pleading on behalf of one particular religion because we could have this very same conversation and have had this very conversation about other religions. Yeah. What other religions? Then when we go to test the claim. Oh, did, did you not hear me? No, <laughs> no, I did, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just using the context of uh, skeptics and seekers. I'll, if there's been a program where you guys discussed 
Buddhism or Hinduism or something, then I'd be interested in that. But like just in our local context, the, the um, board is built what, around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, I don't speak Hindu. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. I don't speak any Islamic dialect. Do you speak Greek and Hebrew? I just I just mentioned the things that I don't speak. All right. And no, I don't speak Greek. I happen to read a little bit of, of Greek and Hebrew, none of which, none of which has anything to do with the point of this conversation, which is to say that there are all kinds of religions all over the world that are being talked about today. And to simply say, well, in this context, we're only talking about Christianity is to exactly ignore the context and that is what special pleading is well, and exactly not, what you're doing i'm not ignoring the context of other religions existing but like i'm just saying in terms of what david was saying about how it wasn't convincing for the people who lived 2000 years ago i'm disagreeing with that claim because the the am i misrepresenting you well i i think uh there may be a, a slight missing of the point but maybe it's not as far off as, yeah. as i think um my, because my human beings that in yeah. the time and place where god shook the world and and you you're saying the central theme was the life ministry death resurrection of jesus christ the vast majority of the world even if you define the world as jerusalem didn't know any of that and, and did. thereafter didn't know it. And when they heard stories about it, didn't believe it. Well, it's not like you would agree that something being true is not predicated on how many people believe it. So, for instance, people used to believe that the earth was flat. Lots of people, even you could say the whole world. But you wouldn't say that because lots of people believe that, then that's true. Wait a minute, are you saying it's not that they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But, 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 <laughs> They're flat as a word. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's right. Well, right? There, there is there there are special cases in in a sense in which how many people believe a thing being true is is the true thing, right? When we vote, um, the vote is just based on what people believe, right? And the outcome is is but but in general things that real things about the world are not based on how many people believe them however it is informative if you're going to make a claim about some sort of universality or usefulness of a claim at a particular time that local context that you were insisting on a moment ago well the these people these people that were supposed to be touched by this thing it is informative to, well, the first Christians to really understand did. their background and why they did or didn't believe the thing that was in play at the time. Yeah. Well, the claim is people did believe, right? There were people who did believe. And I think what I'm hearing is you're saying because most people didn't believe, then it's not valid. Whereas I would no, disagree. No, Andrew, let me, no, that's not the claim though. Andrew, let me let me let me let me make my yeah, well, case a little okay. easier. Um so, uh, Mac, I, once again, I don't, I don't know how far we are apart on this, but I think that you're not hearing the point that I'm, <clears throat> that I'm trying to make. Uh, and for the record, I failed to make this point well uh, when I was on 
unbelievable for the first time. I uh, tried to make this point, and uh, you know, it it can be easily rhetorically defeated. So I'm not worried about the the rhetorical opening that I might be giving. Um, what what you said initially uh, was that God has revealed Himself uh, in uh, in relationship with humanity in the person of Jesus Christ. And and my follow up was well in that event that you're talking about, the vast majority of people in the world didn't know it happened, and in fact the vast majority of people in that place and time didn't know it happened. That is that is a true statement that can't be uh, debated because even in the Bible story that's that's simply the case of it. Uh, so if if we're just taking that as history. Those people didn't know, and the only time this message began to spread was when it was spread by people who didn't know Jesus, who didn't speak the original language, and who were in far-flung places in the world where they wouldn't have any access to the truth of what actually happened in that place and time. In other words, it spread because it was a good story. It spread because it was well told. It's not a good story. <laughs> well, but, it, I'm saying but, like it it didn't make sense. Like you're saying, the people who first heard it didn't understand the original language. I don't think that's true. Um, and I just saw in the comments that uh, everyone's concerned that it's not related to Bayes. But really, just just to cap it off, at this, but it at is this related state. to Bayes. Uh, I I think <laughs> they're wrong. Uh, it's related to everything because right. Bayes doesn't get off the ground. If you if you can't find a way to communicate that God exists, otherwise it's just always going to be a claim, and and no one will ever get to the math. Well, okay, just let me just wrap up what I was trying to say. Uh, what I was trying to say is, when it comes to knowing who God is in the mm -hmm. context of Christianity, the claim isn't that God is out there waiting to be discovered by human beings through mathematical probabilities. The claim is that God has already appeared in history and you countered that and said uh well the, most people didn't know about it well yes because the point is for god like god was communicating it with the intention that that knowledge would spread to the whole world and so that communication okay. that's convenient, itself, but i don't but it spread in a way that it's easy to disbelieve so there are lots of, of things course. that spread that way from antiquity to now no and i don't give me an example those either Give me an example. The reason we are the reason uh, we are still debating. Andrew, could you just the, give me an the example? Reason I, I'm that is exactly what I'm doing. Okay, please go ahead. The reason we are still debating Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, other Eastern religions, is because Christianity isn't better than any of them. That's your so opinion. So you, you want you want well, hell yeah, it's my opinion. It's your opinion otherwise. So. Well, so according to the days, though, opinion <laughs> matters, right? What no. we're talking no, about finally. here is the nature of opinion. Okay. I mean, let, I mean let's, let's, let's keep it civil. Look, I, 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 Magatak, I, I appreciate your... But you got to um, do better than it's just my opinion. I, well, I, I, I appreciate... I appreciate the... Uh, give me an example. I think that examples have been given 
and are trivial. There, there are plenty of claims that uh, have gone from antiquity uh, to today. And so if, if, that's, if that's it, if that was God's plan, you know, I'm going to do this earth-shattering thing that almost nobody could recognize at the time. But the only way they would re realize it is the slow burn when it got far away and f from place and time so that it just becomes a story and a legend. Uh, then, it, it, then it was presented in a way that I personally cannot believe it. And, and there were other options. You know, if, if this thing happened, that, that you say happened, that God did come down, uh, and express relationship. There are other ways to do that that would have been durable. But I would even such well, as once, uh, would, I'm really interested in in those in those other options. Okay, but well, so let me let me just finish this thought. And okay, if, sure. And, and if we are allowed, <laughs> uh, I, I'll swing back to that at, at another time. Um, I recognize there are other people here, and Dale has been very quiet, and I don't even think he's eating a sandwich. Uh, so wow, I did I did eat a sandwich. Off, way off. No. Wow. <laughs> so, hey, this is this is what you bought when you opened an episode. Let's. So here's. I don't even remember what I was well, going to well, say. Well, David, what so, I remember is. Wait, I'm, I'm still waiting for the end. I don't remember what I was going to say, Mac Attack, and I'm not trying to <laughs> to dodge what you're saying, but everybody is open. Think about examples. There were examples being There's the problem, right? I think what I was saying is that what I need is a God to relate to me, not a God to relate to uh, 12 people or 20 people or 500 people. Uh, 2,000 years ago in a land that I'm never going to visit. That's not relating to me. That he, he may have existed, and he may have related to them, and he may have given them good reason to believe, but none of that good reason has traveled down uh, through time so that I can uh, believe it. And I, I guess I'm just the Thomas who says, give me the same stuff, uh, because uh, you know, if, if God could give those people a direct reason to believe, I, I don't, and he wants me to believe, I'm the same way. I need I need that too. And if you're saying, well, no, all you no, get I'm, is the I'm not history. saying that. I'm not okay. saying that. But okay. Well, keep, keep, but if if yeah. that is what you were saying, then I'm I'm just saying that that's can, that can never be good enough for me. And if you, if he relates to us in some other way, that I can that I can grasp, that I can ascertain, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, but then you see, like, let's say you became a Christian tomorrow. You see that how that would not be convincing to the rest of your atheist colleagues, right? They would just right. be like, "Oh, you're delusional." Right, but right? I, wouldn't, if you I, wouldn't try to, I wouldn't try to convince them. You wouldn't, well, and no. part of that is because I've been, you know, examining these claims for the last thirty years. I've heard all the arguments that Dale presents. I've seen, I've heard most of his arguments that he's presented, and I just don't find them convincing. So if uh, David started. Uh, spouting the same arguments, I wouldn't find. I wouldn't find them more convincing because David was saying. I wouldn't try to convince David is saying so. That's that's the problem. You wouldn't, but no. then that means you 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 weren't confident that what you believed no, was actually true. No, I would be. True. I would be absolutely confident if if I believed actually believed something. I would be confident. I wouldn't be. But you're saying you wouldn't share it to. You wouldn't I might tell give it a to testimony, uh, but I wouldn't try to. I wouldn't think that I could convince them. What I would want is for God to convince them in the same way He convinced me. 
Okay. Why should that they be convinced exactly based on right. me? And yeah. that's that's what I try to say most of the time. And for what I, what I've been saying, rather what I said today was that there's two types of truths: there's objective truth and the subjective truth. So if God were to convince you to become a Christian tomorrow, right, and you're saying I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't like expect that to happen to someone else, then you're right. We are in agreement because you've experienced him subjectively. Right. And the arguments that you make would be subjective to you. And I feel like that's what disagree. Dale, we don't disagree there. And that's that's what I'm saying, that Dale's uh, 11th premise argument is subjective for him. And so him trying to communicate it to us. I don't disagree with like, that either. You're like, uh, I don't really get it. But like, it's not valid for someone to say, well, this doesn't make any sense or it's or it's or it's something. No, wait a minute. There, there were two issues there, though. There were two separate issues. One was to make sure that the system Dale was talking about made sense. In, in other make, words, does the, yeah. does the math add up? And then the next bit was, does it have general applicability? So both of those things were being discussed uh, at, at some detail today. And I think everybody walked away and said, uh, including Dale, yes, this is subjective. Dale was perfectly happy to say uh, if somebody starts with uh, with different prior probabilities, they're going to reach a different conclusion. So that wasn't surprising. Yeah, and so and I plan to try it. So uh, how you doing, Brian Dale? Uh, you've been trying to to I, uh, yeah. There's there. been so many points. So like, okay, this first, this you... is an after show, man. There are no real rules here. You got to put on the brass knuckles and start swinging. Well, yeah, I, I just don't want to distract from my name. <laughs> distract so I'm, I'm from an after show? Do you know what an after show is like? How long has it been, Dale? It has been Dude. a while. I don't... Dude! Um, so, so one thing I just want to clarify, my 11 premise argument isn't subjective, right? It's a, it's a standard form argument. It's a series of statements. Statements are either objectively true or false. It, now, if you want to argue, well, if you're trying to say by subjective, my reasons for thinking those premises are true are purely subjective, we can debate that. I would say, no, that's that's false. 90% of my reasons are based on objective evidence. But for some, like, for example, God exists. One of my reasons is a properly based belief, and that is a subjective evidence. But I also rely on the ontological argument or the cosmological argument. Yeah, but be um, honest, that those the, are the, the, the internal evidence there, um, that's the biggest part, is it not? Uh, it was, at the time of my conversion, it was 75%, so I don't think it's, that it's was huge. the biggest. I don't think that was the biggest. It, now it is, I think, because it's up to 88%, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter. The point is, I have sufficient objective arguments. Take that out. And I've well, still got very powerful. Well, I, I don't think that your arguments are objective, though. I may just be a difference of definition of what objective is, but I don't think any of your arguments are actually objective. Well, let's so let's wait. wait. So wait, Darren, what's an example of an objective argument? Uh, an objective argument is an argument that with the premises that exist in reality, whether minds exist or not. What's an example? Uh, if you flip you know, a coin, there's a 50% chance it comes up on heads. Right. That's so, an objective argument. Wait, even without humans? Wait, wait, wait a second. Without humans, that would still be true? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way physics yeah. works. Yeah. 
If the All coin right. was sitting on the right. if the coin was sitting on the edge of a cliff and a and a volcano eruption made okay. the coin go over the Look, side, it would land fifty percent of the time on heads on the other side. It it's it's not a coin; it's a fair rock. Okay, okay. But who it just happens coin? to be darker gray on one side than it is on the other. <laughs> it's, it does, but Dale, I, I take issue. I take issue wait, with wait, Andrew, just a second, just a just a second, Andrew. Let me finish what okay. I was trying to say. So my point is like, if Darren sees reality like that, like based on the laws of physics then the only things that we can know that are true are the ones based on physical constants. And, and, well, and, that's, is, and that's not how we live our lives. Which describes reality correctly. <laughs> but that's so not how we live our lives. So. But, this, <laughs> but we don't yeah, live our people lives are wrong based on objective objective, <laughs> objective subjective is a red herring. This, this, every time we that's land right. here, it, it makes things murky. It's objectively um, true that chocolate <laughs> is my favorite ice cream. That's both objectively true and subjectively true. It's only subjectively true. No, no it's okay. no. That's, it is um, an objective true. truth that it's his favorite ice cream. You can't interrogate that. <laughs> the only thing you can interrogate is whether it is actually the best ice cream, which it is not. <clears throat> um, Dale, I, I want to go after something that you said in the in the in the show a few minutes ago and talk about the objectivity of your premises because that's why we're here okay um you you mentioned uh at some point in the show i'm sorry i can't give you a time step but i think you mentioned loop quantum cosmology and uh and some problem uh with the second law thermodynamics yeah so you it is while that while that research may be objectively true what is subjective is the degree to which you think that actually creates uh, a negator for loop quantum cosmology and a confirmation for a, a God creation, right? So, so it, is, it is perfectly fair for you to say, well, this is in the literature, right, that, that uh, certain models of loop quantum cosmology uh, have... Uh, a problem that is recognized by scientists because it disagrees to some degree with the second law of thermodynamics. But what is subjective uh, in in that whole analysis is the degree to which you think that actually uh, substantially disconfirms LQC right. and what other scientists uh, think about it who are actually experts in the field. And yeah. so while I agree that uh, that the 11 premises are are likely because of the way you would phrase them and because you're careful, they are largely either objectively true or objectively false. Um, that doesn't get you away from the subjectivity uh, that is required to uh, phrase those premises into the argument. Yeah, I so that's, so that's entirely. Uh, I'll just answer that, right? So, th so that's entirely correct. But that, my point is, who cares? If, as long as I'm subjectively, in terms of my level of credence, this is what Andrew is talking about, right? The degree, how strong do I believe or disbelieve? And th it's the reasons or the evidence that that is objective. Anyone can assess that, and then they make their own subjective assessment to assign that level of credence. But this is the same. Whether this is the same way, there are scientists, the majority of scientists don't agree with loop quantum, uh, quantum loop cos cosmology. Uh, uh, loop There's, quantum cosmology, LQC. 
Gotcha. And I, I, I mentioned that one because I think that is the most likely eternal model. If, if, if the universe is eternal, I think that's probably true. So that's why I specified sure. that one. Um, and but, I only used it because you did, you know, just yeah, just yeah. because that gets us back into the conversation we're here to have. So, so the scientists themselves have counter. I mean, my gosh, okay, I, that's, that's every the... video skydive Phil had, right? But the majority of scientists make that subjective opinion, whether they go, oh, it's not a big deal. That it's still it's still equally true. Okay, but or that, the scientists that's... against it are also doing that. And I'll shut up after this, David. Sorry, because I know you want to speak, but. When the majority of scientists saying no, that the second law of thermodynamics that is a problem. Your model is improbable to whatever degree they're being just as subjective. So there's no you're allowed to do that. That's rational to do. Sorry, where's where brass knuckles? Look, um, you <laughs> I think you do this, uh, but I think William Lane Craig is worse uh, at doing this. And a, a lot of Christians who try to use science to prove God are are not are really bad at this and kind of. Uh, kind of cheeses me off a little bit. Um, it's they they look at some science, uh, often from a very Christiany perspective, and they can find some Christians who follow that science and it, you know, upholds what they believe or goes against what they don't believe. Whatever, uh, they will say with a high degree of confidence that science has proven or science has disproven that is not how science works uh and it is simply not the case some of these theories are so very new uh they won't be considered proven or disproven for another 50 years uh and so that you know christians are the ones who are most likely to come out of the box saying blah 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 uh scientist has proven you know whatever and uh william Lane, uh, craig and, and justin Brierly got caught doing this with uh, uh penrose booth lincoln Roger uh, oh, boy. Uh, that, sure uh, that stuff uh yeah, when the they DVD. they thought they had a thing that the scientists were saying that would prove their thing and the scientists themselves they're still alive folks they can hear you and they're saying, no, that's not what we proved at all. That's not, and that is not, in fact, you're misreading the theory. And I just think that Christians get so gung-ho about saying, you see, we've got science behind us now. No, you don't. And it, it's, a, it's a longer and more careful process while scientists uh, internally debate this and write papers about it and come up with new theories and form tests that they can... Uh, uh, come up with theories. I think this is why this is such a terrible, terrible way for Christians to try to prove the existence of God. Science doesn't work that way. It it never has. It doesn't now. And Christians always put, well, that's I say always, almost hard. always put too high of a degree of certainty on what they think the science of the day is telling them when it's telling them something they want to hear. I can't speak to popular demographics as to what Christians generally do. I, I don't care about the semantics. I, I'll say proved because proof means on a balance of probabilities. There are different standards of proof. I, I'm sick and tired of being scolded for saying, don't say prove when you just mean it's uh, more probable than not. No, I'm going to use the word. I'm allowed to use it. I, so I didn't do that to you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, my frustration isn't with you guys. It's just I can picture well, you. Yeah, and what, I, prove Everyone's is, prove is a word, but what I'm saying is expressing a higher degree of certainty 
than even the scientific community, what the science really demands. Mm -hmm. Scientific rigor takes time. And we're commenting about theories that happened yesterday. All right. And if you're I using agree. subjective percentages for your balance of probability, then that's not really showing that that's not really a proof because you're just assigning a probability that you can't demonstrate as accurate. Yeah, but again, the proof isn't I'm 40%. The proof is, are the reasons behind why I say it's 40% versus Sean Carroll will say it's 60% or, or whatever. That yeah, but, it's, it, but it's like... It, but it's like me versus you. I'm going to say that your proofs are zero because I've looked into them. I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree with anything you're saying, but you, but you're going to uh, mark them as, you know, 70, 80, 90%. And that right there is the problem because when you're using subjective percentages, you can, you can say whatever per, 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 uh, percentage you want, but that doesn't mean that you've shown that the, uh, on the well, balance of probabilities, one is more probable than the other. Let me ask this, because it, it is the standard of being within the reasonableness range, which I, I can say you are outside, objectively speaking, you are outside the reasonableness range when you assign a 0% probability to God existing. And I say the same thing about you. Cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> and that, and that's, that's, again, that's where we get into, okay, debating the reasons. Why? Why? Is it outside there? But I just want to confirm with you first. Would you agree that we can we can assign certain people? Law courts do it every day. Every day they say you're reasonable. No, you're not reasonable. And again, it's it's a objective standard. They can tell. So if somebody comes up to you and says, "Look, based I've seen all the evidence you have, and I'm only ten percent convinced that the Holocaust happened." Are you really going to say, yeah, that's his credence? He's in the. You have to accept him as being reasonable. No, he's not. Can can we at least rule people out? I think we can, but then again, keep in mind that I rule you out of being reasonable because I've I've looked at your arguments, I've assessed your arguments, I've assessed the way you reason, and I don't find you reasonable. So if so, if you want to start claiming some people are reasonable and some aren't, then you have to accept that some people are going to put you in the not reasonable section. So this is actually a place I wanted to get to in the show, but I realized early on there wouldn't be time because I know that this is a very important part of, um, of, of Dell's thinking, and that's the reasonable range, and we kind of tiptoed around a little bit. But uh, take, a, take a couple of minutes here. Gus, Dale, what you said a minute ago... Uh, uh, about Darren I find a little uh, disturbing and what Darren said in response I find a little disturbing uh, I think you're both too quick to to decide who is reasonable and who is not based on That's why your I don't own, like the criteria but, but yeah right but based on whatever criteria you're using uh, Darren might have very good reasons for placing the uh, probability of God at zero and Dale, what you've said is, no, I, I foreclose on any reasons that would put the probability uh, that low. And so that means that there's an automatic disconnect. You're never going to actually hear Dale's, uh, Darren's reasons because you, you automatically think he's unreasonable because you've got a range, you've got probably in your mind some low range, maybe it's okay, maybe it's reasonable for someone to think 37% uh, chance there's God, but any lower than that, they're unreasonable. That in and of itself seems unreasonable. And by the same token, um, 
I, I don't think that Dell is at all unreasonable for believing that there's a God. In fact, I think that uh, a great number of people in the world who believe in the God or, or in God are very reasonable to believe that. In the same way, I think that Hindus are largely reasonable to believe their worldview, that people who believe in voodoo are, are largely reasonable uh, to believe their worldview. And so we're we are dancing very nearly ad hominem uh, to say that a person is not being reasonable if you do not understand the reasons they use and their mental capacity to uh, to understand those reasons and use them to make decisions about the world. Uh, people who are wrong can be very wrong and still be reasonable. Not That's all. why I don't think reasonable is a good criteria because it's... I don't either. It, it, includes, it basically includes everyone. You can't really... That's not true. Okay, I, I, why, why did the courts rule that some people are unreasonable? It's because this is an objective standard, semi-objective standard. It's not just subjective relativism. Hey, I, I've got a reason. I ate pea soup, therefore God exists. That's a reason. That No, he's unreasonable. The courts can apply this standard, and we can, as rational agents, and we do all the time. Logicians all the time do this. There's not a problem. You just did so, Darren, with the Holocaust guy. We went 20%. And you have the same evidence that we do, exact same evidence, you are unreasonable. And we can say that objectively. He's got some bias. Something's going on with that guy. So I just disagree that. I don't no, believe that everyone who denies the Holocaust Dale, is Dale is right. Wait, can I hop in? So this is the Go first ahead. time I'm defending Dale on the Yay. program. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, first of all, uh, you're doing it wrong if you ask if you can hop in. Uh, yeah. I said, I pick up your brass knuckles and start swinging. This is this is the after show. <laughs> you do not so have Dale, permission, yeah. so you, you just have to take it. I, I, I told I told Mac to interrupt about an hour and a half ago, so I'm glad he's finally got here. <laughs> all right, Dale is right in the sense of like reasonable versus unreasonable. We do this all the time. Every single person on the planet does it, and so it's not. I don't think it's reasonable to say even coming from my scientific viewpoint to say that there's a zero percent chance that God exists. Most physicists won't I find them logically say that. impossible. I you find, find it logically I find impossible. God logically impossible, so it is zero percent for me. For you, personally. Um, well my 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 retort is that most physicists don't find it to be zero percent. Even the most physicists <laughs> what does physicists have to do okay with so then it then it comes back to subjective truth so that's your subjective truth that is that, that is what 0%. reasonableness is reasonableness is not an objective measure for anything it's your personal opinion your on opinion. someone that you don't know well enough to make a judgment about whether they are being reasonable or not well see you uh... can't claim that darren Darren's thing was subjective. He didn't present his reasons for thinking that this is where we would need to get it. Oh, Darren, you think that it's impossible for God to exist. I, I know in advance because of my own research and reasoning that he is unreasonable, but I can still listen to him. What is, what are you? No, no, I'm sorry. All, you, all that you can know is that he is wrong. You cannot know that he is unreasonable because he is using his best lights and his best reasoning to come up with that. And unless okay. you were saying that everyone has to have a particular IQ and know all of the same facts that everyone else knows, that's that they true. can't be reasonable. No, so I, that is I not don't true. So I don't think that's what's being said at yeah, all. Let me, I don't let me think that's what's one, being said. Uh, sorry, Andrew, I'll let you go. Just one quick yeah, thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, though. Okay, go so ahead. again, there's, 
I'm going to, these are my terms. This isn't how the, the field, the academics would define it, but just to help you, there's a difference between what I'm calling reasonable, the reasonable person test and a rational justification, right? So yeah, so someone might be rationally justified because they're ignorant of certain things in thinking that God's totally incoherent or something, or or the opposite. They haven't heard counter responses or something like that. They they could be rationally justified, just as a kid is rationally justified in believing in Santa Claus. But that kid is not a reasonable person. He as a reasonable person is the average adult who has average knowledge, average there's an objective standard. He's missing something. He ought that kid to is know absolutely better. a reasonable person. Okay, he is I, he is he is reasonable exactly at the level where he should be. If, can we if, all, if he knew can we other facts agree? about the world, you would question whether he was even human. Of course he's reasonable. Can we all agree for the sake of this conversation so so that so that we can stop batting reason around as if it's a balloon? <laughs> can we all agree that there are tools of reason that we can identify thought errors, that that there are uh, tools of logic uh, like identity, non-contradiction, and the excluded middle? Can, can we agree that math operates by identifiable principles that we can all, can, can, can we, can we stop pretending that reason is so soft that we, that none of us can agree on it here? Can, can we do that or, or are we just wasting our time? Well, look, I, I, I think it's a false dichotomy. I don't think we agree on that or we're wasting our time. And I do agree that there are objective uh, 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 criteria for, so that understanding, the for understanding the world. But that's a far, what is being said and what is a part of Dale's um, various theories that, uh, you know, we, that we've gone back and forth privately and publicly for a long time on is this kind of blanket assertion which i which i consider a, a an ad hominem that people are unreasonable because they're not coming up with the conclusions that you are coming up with or because they don't have the information that you think that you have uh, or because they don't have the capacity that you feel that you have people are not unreasonable on those basis and so if you've got some kind yeah, of yeah so i don't i'm not arguing with that however if we can't agree on tools of reason we are wasting our time sure but if, so, if, if you've got some kind which of which bespoke... is what i said uh, a minute ago and you said no um so let me let me point out one more thing uh dale that i think is probably important here because we keep appealing to this court standard <laughs> right now in the united states there is a trump appointee in florida and an Obama appointee, these are judges, federal judges in New York, who are having an absolute public shouting match. Kind of like about here. what? Do what? I said kind of like here. <laughs> and, if, and, if my, and if my throat wasn't sore, um, I'd, I'd be shouting more. Why? Why? Are you angry at each um, other? I don't. What's why would you be well, helping? I thought we were having a good, I, I'm not. Oh, I think we are having a good uh, uh, conversation. <laughs> it's just a conversation with brass knuckles. Um, yes. Anyway. But here, hold up, before you, before you move past let me, so, let me just get so something to judges, drink here. These did, judges are fighting. These judges are fighting over what is reasonable. What is reasonable 
in regard to uh, evidence, what is released to Donald Trump's uh, defense team versus versus Trump getting copies himself. They are arguing over the federal rules of evidence, what should and shouldn't come in uh, to these uh, to these criminal cases that involved in. And and so my point is, is only this, Dale, I'm not sure that the court standard is going to buy us much here. I hope it does, but I don't think that you can say, well, look, courts do it every day. They decide what is reasonable. No, that's not quite true. The individual judge on the individual bench uh, uses uses their own education background and uh, cases and, and that sort of thing. But they are, in fact, making individual decisions about reasonableness as this thing with Donald Trump is is showing in the media. Is it reasonable to believe that the earth is flat? It depends. I on, don't see it depends how on that when you, anything I said. It depends on when you it, are and where you are. So it's reasonable to believe depending on when no you one, are no and one where you are. Well, I'm just trying to understand because I, I feel like Dale is communicating something, but it's kind of getting lost in translation where he's saying either something is reasonable to believe or unreasonable. And the person who determines it is the person who like you're you're being you're being um, Western centric. You're being um, biased toward uh, people of a certain uh, socioeconomic class. Uh, a, a lot of things. So it wouldn't be reasonable for any of us on this panel, I would agree with Dale if he means it that way, uh, to believe in a flat earth. But there are people on this earth where that would be a reasonable belief and you simply have no tools to say otherwise. Okay. And I'm not well, just I making it Dale, and I trust that we're communicating together perfectly well. So uh, well, I don't think of... Dale thinks I'm accusing him of being a flat earther or any any other oh, such silly thing. But get, well, guess part, with, part the, the, with the flat earther. Uh, okay, Darren, you went first, so I'll let you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say part of the problem is Dale doesn't have a checklist on what is reasonable. If we had a checklist and it was, we, we were able to go, okay, does he do this? Check. Does he do this? Check. Does he do this? Check. Okay, he's reasonable. Then that would at least define reasonableness to a point where we could we could come to a conclusion of whether peop some people match that definition or not. And then you could actually, um, and then you could actually determine whether you cared about that definition of reasonableness or not. The problem is, is if you have this, this vague reasonableness, sort of like a common sense, and what's the phrase? Uh, common sense is that no one has common sense. Right. So, Common sense is nonsense. No. Yeah. Here's the thing, uh, Dale. Oh. You think that it's re unreasonable that a person not believe in God at a certain percentage, and uh, you can go to India, and they would think that you were unreasonable for not believing in chakras or some other part of the country or uh, I'm sorry, right, the I world, and think you are unreasonable for not believing in the yin and yang or the whatever the Fuck Eastern mysticism we're talking Wait, about. So it, it depends um, on where you are, like on the yeah, planet. It, it actually does depend on who you are, where you are, what experiences you've had. Because, by the way, I would say that those same people who would say Dale is unreasonable for not believing in chakras are also wrong. 
they're also being uh, ad hominem, and it's it's just too broad and too ad hominem a brush to say you are unreasonable because you don't understand these various evidences that took me eight years to figure out like I do. Therefore, you are unreasonable. You are an unreasonable person. There's no need of even talking to you. That's not true. And, and I, I, we, should, we should not be throwing people away because they don't come from the same culture that we do, have the same IQ as we do, read the same books as we do, watch the same TV shows as we do. They are not unreasonable. If they are reasonable, we can have a conversation and we can learn from each other. But you can't even begin to have that conversation if you immediately start writing people off as unreasonable because they think that your Jehovah God is absurd. You should run for office. You just made like one of the best <laughs> campaign speeches. I am not being I am for running for office. I'm not running for office. But, but okay, just, just to respond like to that. <laughs> things that I've been trying to say, but I, I, I'm just losing track of everything because I can't write down all the points that you guys are saying. But um, I just, I just want to, okay, so let, let me affirm one thing. Dar one thing Darren said, absolutely correct. This is why I say semi-objective standard. There is no checklist as to what, what is, how do you pass or don't the reasonable person test? And there's a reason the courts don't make it some kind of checklist standard because there has to be some individual judgment for the judges in to take account of individual circumstances and stuff like that. But it's still a semi-objective standard because we can tell and rule people in or out as being an average person with average intelligence, average knowledge, average judgment and discernment and the the average person. And I will admit with David Johnson, um, for, my, for my use of reasonable person, this isn't the case with the courts. But for my use in my 11 premise argument, there's also an element of relativity um, because, again, the standard is the average person. Um, but it's not the in different cultures or certain people may have access to certain things um, that we don't. So, for example, in the in the year 1700, I, I would argue that the reasonable real seeker is not obligated to have considered quantum physics explanations the universe or something like that um the field didn't even exist until the 20th century so i do allow for some relativity on that front and i rely on premise nine to take to take care of that aspect but technically speaking in terms of the reasonable person just, just a clarification premise nine god wouldn't allow undue confusion is that correct exactly yeah so he... well, i'm already confused so anyways, just it's not it undue simple, though, the, the reasonable person oh. test is objective in that, look, we can say today, Darren, assuming it's true, I, I don't necessarily assume this, but let's assume what Darren claims is true. He has seen every bit of evidence that I have from the ontological argument and the cosmological argument and all that stuff. I, I don't know if that's true or not, right? But let's say it is, and he still says there's a 0%... Um, thing i can because i know the strength of at least the ontological argument is so is that strong and i would argue others but just with the ontological argument alone i can objectively rule out darren as thing but we, I, I would still talk to him and we still need to be open to his then you think he's reasonable 
not because no, if you don't uh, think wait. he's reasonable, then yeah. you wouldn't. It doesn't make sense to talk to an unreasonable wait, person David, because you can't well, reason with him. Well, let me just say yeah, something you, real quick. The um, if he's talking about the average person. The average philosopher does not think that Dale's arguments work because the average philosopher is an atheist. And and that's not like average as in like 56%. It's like something like 89% or something insane like that. So if we're talking average, um, average people, then we have to accept that the average philosopher does not believe that Dale's arguments work. And so if that's his criteria, then he's just put himself in the unreasonable spot because he does not match the average philosopher. Well, my, my standard that I argue for in Provost 9 is not, it's reasonable. So you're appealing to experts, right? Uh, people who are above average. But you're making uh, an but, expert argument. Can I, can I, I, I need to finish. Like, okay. okay. Um, also, they have to be a reasonable, real seeker as well otherwise god is not obligated to prevent a new confusion so you could be you could be way above average stephen hawking was way above average uh at least in terms of intellectual knowledge uh in terms of discernment ooh, i don't know he's way below average i would say but anyways the uh not not that's just my assessment but uh, wow, take I out that out that wasn't wow. average. i just want to sound bite that wow. and make it my ringtone I, mean, I think he lacked wisdom when it came to <laughs> This ringtone is getting longer and longer. I'm never going to answer my phone anymore. Anyways, uh, let me hop in real quick. With uh, are you done? I'm sorry, finish, Dale. Uh, I was coming to some kind of point, but I think I lost it. So it's my look. Dale, you you did this. Wait a second. Let me talk. Let me finish. I want to say something. Wait a second, Andrew. So let me see if I can help you retract because I want to hear the end of that point. You were talking about your argument being for the average person and that Hawking was above average uh, in, in, his, in, in some capacity and below average in another capacity. And I'd like to hear where you were going because you get interrupted every time you speak. Does that help you get back to where you were? Um, yeah. I, I... Um, again, I, I can't remember what the main point was, but uh, yeah, like you can argue that even experts, the majority of philosophers, I, I mean, my goodness, uh, Class Cray, he's someone who me and Andrew and David all know because we interviewed him. He, he's a Christian. He's one of my favorite, smartest philosophers I've ever uh, known. Like he, he knows all the arguments for back and forth and stuff like that. And he gives you great feedback. But uh, for example, he acted way below average in a certain case in terms of his discernment. When I submitted my PhD application, because I included intelligent design, he didn't know anything about specified complexity. He was he was kind of just equivalent of yeah, but uh, a, a lot of scientists make fun of intelligent design. You don't don't even this can't be right. Don't don't. He didn't even like give proper critiques of reading the reasons. It's just an automatic dismissal. So like he's he's not being a real seeker in that case and because of that he's he's also acting in a he has an unreasonable opinion on that specific topic even though in every other way he's very reasonable he, he's way up he's more than reasonable he's above average way above average hey mech attack jump uh, jump in uh, oh, all right buddy. so i'm gonna keep going on the flat, flat earth topic and i think it's it's important for this discussion because 
David, you made a good point. You said some people in other parts of the country don't have access to education. So for them, it's reasonable to believe that the earth is flat. But what if someone presents all the evidence there is that the earth is not flat, but it's a spherical, it's an oblate sphere. And that person still says, you know what? No, I'm still going to stick with what I can see. I can see the earth is flat. It, what you're just saying doesn't make sense to me. Does that person go from reasonable to unreasonable, or do they still stay in the reasonable category? It's not a it's not a category that I put them in either way because it's not my job to determine who is reasonable and unreasonable. And so my so you wouldn't call them, yeah. Yeah, my bigger objection is uh, thinking that any one of us has the right to uh, tell someone else that we don't know, we don't know their story, we don't know their knowledge base, we don't know their anything, and saying they're unreasonable simply because they have an opinion that we think has been debunked. Uh, I don't what? think Christians are unreasonable. I, I, I uh, you know, a lot of atheists would disagree with me. Uh, I think they're very reasonable. And the, and the Christians, some Christians will not listen to an atheist. They think that, you know, they're, you know, it's coming right out of the mouth of the devil. Uh, and, you know, you can, you can give them as much information as you want and they will never hear it. Are they being unreasonable then? No, not really, because they also have, I happen to know, they also uh, quite possibly have a background that says the devil really is puppeting those people and you're in danger from those people and you should not listen to them or else you're going to burn in hell. It's right. not unreasonable, uh, so you, therefore, you for them not to listen. So you wouldn't call someone who believes in a flat earth unreasonable? I don't know their story. If you knew that I knew that the earth was not flat and I still insisted that it was flat, you would call me unreasonable. Yeah, I'd just but say you're a you... liar. Um, that's a different category. <laughs> wait, no. Well, and wait, it's worth so then... pointing out that, Mac Attack, that from an atheist point of view, you and Dale are the flat earther in this example. Well, I'm just okay. Well, saying. from from our point of view, you're the flat earther, right? So Which this is why, why it's this is why it's so, so dangerous to call like, people reasonable and unreasonable. It's yes, not our place to do it. It's not that, that, because that's the point of why reasonableness is not a good criteria for anything. Right. If, it, it if I'm going to have a conversation with you, I automatically think you're reasonable that you can be reasoned with. If I don't think you can be reasoned with, I'm just going to say, uh, you know. Pleasantries, talk about the weather, move on with my business. I'm not going to try to have a conversation with a person who is not reasonable. So but I don't even, I even know why, why you would be... argument is kind of like falling on deaf ears because if he believes that denying the evidence makes you unreasonable, then in a sense, like, would you ever get to a point where you see his argument as being reasonable you're not, if you're no, no. denying yeah. the evidence is not what's going on that's a that's a particularly biased thing i disagree with the evidence he presents i'm not yeah, denying I I evidence but, but i don't that's think what thing. dale presents as evidence but that's what someone who denies that the earth is not flat does they deny the evidence that the earth is not flat well look they may for whatever reasons disagree with the evidence and i i for they're denying one, it but listen i for one would not attempt to have a conversation with quote unquote the average person who believes the earth is flat uh number one it's not my job to teach them that the earth is not flat so uh it, also we obviously have a different knowledge base so vast that i'm not entirely sure how productive communication could be possible that's that's a personal choice i would make 
but it is not mine to somehow label them with a person who is just unreasonable. I, I don't know that. I wouldn't say it. And I think it's rude. Look, with the last few well, minutes, I want to I, I want to do a little activity. I know that th can, this can, can I, just give I, keep, I keep forgetting that um, we're on actually on a podcast and people are listening to it. So, look, I'm, Dale, I'm going to let you in. But just, after just that one example going going forward with the flat earth thing and also with with you, that might help a little bit. Right. OK, so like, I'm going to I'm going to let you say that thing, but I am going to I'm going to I'm going to say the thing that we're going to do after that. At least it'll, that I hope that we're going to do after that. Because this is an after show. Okay. It's coming. Your next, your next voice. I promise. Um, the other thing that I wanted to get into before we close out this after show was the um, background knowledge, and I wanted to see what it looked like uh, because I don't, I don't think I've ever done this officially. I wanted to see what it looked like if we all just kind of took a stab at you know the question of. Uh, there is a God, there isn't a God, you know, whatever side you're on. If you're trying to put together a Bayesian argument, what would be five things that you would include in your background knowledge? Uh, so, uh, that being queued up, Dale, go ahead and um, have your uh, say. Um, again, just, just giving the example, like with the flat earther, difference between rationally justified versus reasonableness, as I'm using that term, can be easily distinct. Flat earthers are rationally justified. They have, I would even argue in isolation, good reasons in some cases. I've evaluated those. Um, now, if somebody is totally ignorant about the counter explanations, as well as the counter evidence that proves the earth isn't flat or and is an oblate spheroid right um then i would say that person perhaps could even be reasonable um you know if they just don't have any access to that information or something like that so rationally justified and reasonable however there are some people for example david weiss who we can rule out as being unreasonable um because he's in his mind he might be rationally justified he thinks he has good reasons for thinking the earth is uh flat um but here's where the unreasonableness comes in he's aware of all of the counter explanations and he he lacks wisdom and discernment he just dismisses them as all conspiracy well he clearly he doesn't, doesn't understand have, them no he does he does i've interviewed him he gets it i i actually start to think he's a little bit dishonest um or, or, he, or he may not he may not be as uh, well put together mentally as you think he is it sounds like david weiss is someone you shouldn't try to reason with well okay so here's the thing i i think that it's unreasonable to to just dismiss all of the counter evidence of conspiracy without reason now i think because david weiss does show at least an outward thing that he wants to engage with reasons and have good reasons consistent with the standards Andrew said, I still, I did a show with him. I would still talk to him and expose that and hope that, hey, if he is going to be a reasonable real seeker, then he will eventually realize, yeah, I, I can't just dismiss it as conspiracy. Yeah, I, I need to engage with if, this. But if you, if you were already convinced that he's not that, and he's not going to do that, then you're just being cruel by talking to him. Yeah, so, so here's, well, here's a point with you then. So that's that's where I was going to say I, I might agree with your, I, I think that 
so I, I again, I, I think I would like to argue with you a bit, but um, I would say that you are unreasonable, David Johnson, in your demand that, look, you only demand this one type of evidence and you'll only believe on that type of evidence, relational or experiential knowledge. Pro you've ruled out, even in principle, any kind of propositional argument as proof for God. I, I would say that's I think my I think my position is theologically sound. Gotcha. So we can we can debate that, right? And see, which, which is why I would be more reasonable. <laughs> the, the point is, I, I think that you're unreasonable. I think I would win if we if we talk that out. But uh, I'm just saying, I would hey, still brother, talk. We're gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I, I would still talk to you and assess your reason. Same way I would talk to Darren if he's if he's saying, look, there's a zero percent probability because. I would say, and why is that? Well, because God, as a concept, is logically incoherent or something. Okay, well, how I would probe further, get his reasons, and then provide counter responses. You so can say that his reasoning is, you can say his reasoning is faulty, you. but that's different than saying he's an unreasonable person. And I just, um, look, we've, I think we've covered that, though. And uh, Darren, yes, come along uh, when we solid this up next month, because I know that a lot of this will be covered. I want to be that. You're in. You're in. Uh, so, look, uh, you guys, I would like you to now uh, do this thing for me because I am still trying to uh, wrap my mind around the whole Bayesian process. And uh, I don't understand the difference between background, knowledge, and evidence. But I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there, and I'm going to make an attempt to get the ball started by trying to come up with background knowledge, this is not an exercise that I've done, um, that would support a, a Bayesian theory uh, that God does not exist. So, Dale, um, I, I would ask you to start off by, by saying again what your pieces of background knowledge are, and I don't know if we ever got past uh, God is real um, in the show, but I don't want to get too tangled up. So I'm just going to give mine. I don't have this written down. I'm going to try to come up with five. I'll come up with as many as I can up to five. Um, background knowledge number one. God wants relationship with everyone and yet uh, he has not uh, initiated any relationship with me that I could determine uh, was God. Uh, so two, God is hidden maybe a subset of one, but he is hidden from me, and I have looked, I have studied, I have prayed, uh, and I have not found anything that I recognize as God. Uh, three, uh, background knowledge, uh, the world since the beginning of time uh, has been full of people who did not believe in God. Four, uh, the world has always been full of people who believe in other gods. And if God is truly greater than other gods, there shouldn't be other gods uh, for other people to believe in. And five, um, yeah, the uh, number one method that God seems to use to communicate uh, his presence is a Bible that I find uh, for most people is utterly bewildering uninterpretable and in some cases uh, contradictory and makes people believe that God does not exist and if the Bible if God communicated to, 
through us, through the Bible, then we should have a much better, much more universal understanding about who God is and that he exists. And so this is the background knowledge that I bring to my position of there is no God. Dale, is you don't have to agree with the positions. I know you don't agree with any of them. But would that be a properly, uh, would that be a proper set of background knowledge for no. a Bayesian? No. Not even close. Okay. The Good. Is because uh, because you've, you've kind of got, you're mixed up. You've got multiple hypotheses. Like what, one of your evidence, and, and so in the first place. Well, it's knowledge. It's not evidence. It's background knowledge. And I'm talking about things I that I know. I, exactly. I'm not denying that. I would deny it, but for the sake of argument here, I'm just taking everything you said. One of your things is, is evidence against the Christian God uh, when you talk about the Bible. So that's a different hypothesis. Uh, well, no, it's also evidence against the Jewish God, too. <laughs> Again, if, if your hypothesis is that God God doesn't exist, what what is your hypothesis? What do you specify? Do you mean the God of the Bible? Is that your hypothesis? Yes, that's okay. that's what I mean okay. by God. Um, I have a post a few weeks ago that talked about uh, you know a God that I could believe in, and I just defined God in a way that no Christian would. So yes, of okay. course, I'm okay. talking about the kind of God that Christians are talking about. And so, okay. In that case, I, I will withdraw my complaint. Got multiple. Then that is a proper hypotheses. set of background uh, beliefs. Great. It's uh, not. No, it's no. not. It's still not proper. Your, because <laughs> pretty much at least three. I can't remember all your points, but your points are not background knowledge. They're really kind of direct evidence for the truth of your hypothesis that the Christian, the God of the Bible doesn't exist. Like when, when you so said, you're saying um, those would, those should be evidences and not back. Are any of them background knowledge? Uh, if you could repeat them, cause I, I, I couldn't repeat them. It was off the cuff. It's not like I thought about it in advance. Repeat one and two. Then I'm not cheating. <laughs> Someone else repeat one and two. It's out of my head now. I have to go back and listen to it. Well, like, for, okay, here, here's one. You, you mentioned that it is a fact in the world that people don't believe in the Christian God. They believe in other gods or something. Yeah, right? okay, and, and yeah, this, that, that was one of, I think that was one of the later ones, but yes. Uh, right, and presumably you would argue, well, we would expect uh, if, the, if the God of the Bible is true, there wouldn't be other God beliefs in the world. Yes. Uh, this this is your argument or direct evidence that directly is relevant to whether your hypothesis is true. So that's not knowledge. It's it's not background knowledge, but it it can be knowledge based on the evidence. Dale, you, you are going to have to sit with me for a long time, and uh, before I can understand this, hey Mac Attack, you want to go next? God is real. What's your Bayesian background knowledge to prove it? Wait, um, I'm going to argue. Uh, how I would expect the world's to, or the universe to look like if God was not real. Is that okay? Fine with me, I, because I don't know. Apparently, I don't know shit about what background knowledge is. But I am do. I, this is my effort to begin to understand it. And so, um, yes, I would like you if to to if you were setting up a thesis kind of like Dale's, and you set up your background knowledge, uh, never mind the numbers uh, that you would put next to them, just what are the facts of your background knowledge? Uh, try to come up with five. Uh, it's harder than you think. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty hard. I'm even struggling to come up with one. Um, but again, Dale, I'm not sure if I even know what background knowledge is. So again, I'm not an expert on this. But if God was not real, I would expect for there to be no desire or even 
longing for anyone on the planet to want to talk about God, think about God, or conceptualize the idea itself. Otherwise, like what I mean is no one would even, this will not even be a topic. We will not even be talking about it. That's what I would expect. Uh, I don't know if that's a valid point, but that's my first one. It uh, sounds like second, evidence. Uh, what? No, I would, it no, sounds I would say, like evidence, not background. No, knowledge. it doesn't. No, okay. no wait. Damn uh, it. That's a point. That's a point. I'm, I'm, no, it, you're wrong. Uh, if if, if, if I, I'm speaking as an atheist now, right? Okay, I'm saying right. if, if God did not exist, we would not even be we would be doing other stuff. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Second, second point. This is hard. Uh, yes. <laughs> if, if God did not exist, then I would expect to see more evil than there currently is in the world. I know there's a lot of evil, but I would expect every single day to be uh, tsunamis instead of mildly bad weather. I would expect more wars. I would expect a lot worse, like things should be worse for us. Instead okay. of three. One, one, yeah, uh, three. If God did not exist, I there would be like there would be zero hangups about whether something is good or evil. I, I I don't think we would have those categories for thought as human beings. I don't think animals care about good and evil, and I would expect humans to be the same way. I would just think we'll just be doing things because we we like to do them without any pause for morality. Uh, fourth point. This is really hard, by the way. I, I uh, know. I make it look easy because I'm brilliant. <laughs> no one's listening to the show now anyway. It doesn't matter. No one's going to ever say okay. that. <laughs> if, if, if God did not exist, then the world would be... I already said that one. Uh, all right, let's just stop it at three. Okay, three. Let's just um, say, uh, if I think of more later, I'll post them. Okay. But, uh, mostly my my general thought is if God did not exist things would be a lot more chaotic that uh, we would not even be talking about this and we would just be living life as the rest of the animals do with very little existential or psychological fear of what what's going to happen when we die or like wondering oh no, what's going to happen when we die we wouldn't care about any of that stuff yeah. So that's it. So yeah. I'm not trying. Look, I, like I said, I'm not trying to trip you up. I'm actually trying to wrap my head around the thought process that uh, that gets you to a, a usable formula. Andrew, hey. uh, yeah. you you, you, you think you're smarter than me? Uh, <laughs> why don't you show me up and hit us with a six? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think we've had that conversation. Enough. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey. Okay. Let me so, put it this way. I will. I will tell the audience a little bit of uh, inside secret. Andrew is way smarter than me in some areas. I am way smarter than him in other areas. I think we've pretty much figured that's it's a where tie we have fun, and we yeah, it's, it's, it's where we have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I am. I am probably not going to do this in any way that that seems based in. But I will tell you. Why I why I conclude that there is is not a god. I'll give you. Okay. Try to put it in the form mind. of background knowledge, whatever you think that is. Okay. All right. So my first problem uh, is the uh, is the predictability problem. So when we when we talk about uh, science, and we use the tools of science, 
we can make predictions both forward and back uh, about the state of the universe. The, the really simple example of this is uh, distance equals right times time, right? So tell me how fast someone's running uh, around a track and uh, given a uh, uh, given a, a consistent speed, I can tell you where they will be in the future. I can also also tell you where they will be in the past. Over the course of Christian apologetics, uh, there has been a, a tremendous failure to create anything like a predictive framework that science has generated. So I find the apologetics uh, mission uh, to, to largely be nonsense. Okay. That's one. Uh, two, I think. Uh, sorry, Mac. I, I think you're. I think you're dead wrong. Um, we do. Uh, humans do act like animals. The the fact that we have qualms about the things that we do and don't do uh, is is entirely is entirely down to brains. And we can actually see that as brain sized decreases ethical frameworks decrease this isn't a surprise in the animal kingdom it's well studied we act like members of the animal kingdom uh number three um if there was a god that wanted to communicate with us quite clearly about his intentions for us and the pros and cons of, of knowing him and or, or of disobeying him. He found a better way to do it uh, than, than what we are given. Because what we have is either human reports or nothing. Now, I, I know some people on this panel will say, okay, but I have a personal experience with God. Okay, I don't. And so what I have is either people telling me about their experiences or reading about experiences from a book, none of which I find terribly convincing. Okay. Uh, number four, there are lots of religions in this world, and I don't find any of them uh, to be particularly convincing. I don't think Christianity is any better than any of the rest of them. Um, Islam? Well, it's growing in parts of the world. Christianity, growing in parts of the world. Uh, but, but they certainly can't both be true. So uh, not, uh, not convinced. What, what was that? Three, four? What was four. it? I think you called What's it four. four. It may have been three, but you called it four. So we'll go with four. It's okay. not like okay. we can rewind and listen to what was said. <laughs> this thing right. only goes in one direction. Uh, right. So, so <laughs> number five. There's, there has been this idea that we must be debating religion because something about it is true. I think we're debating religion because something about it is false. If there were a God out there, we wouldn't be debating him. We wouldn't be debating his religion. Okay, that may have been a restatement of, of one of the one of the previous points so let's see if i can yeah, uh, no no no. I, I restatements count i guess i don't want anyone going back and looking at mine uh too closely uh i don't want anybody doing that either yeah i did okay. <laughs> i declare that five 
Okay. Um, uh, you, you challenged me for six. Let's, I did. Let's see if, uh, uh, what you got, okay. bro? Okay. Um, religion, uh, as, as science peeks in to what has traditionally been the realm of religion, we keep not finding God. If God created this universe, you, you would expect that there would be quite clear evidence. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't see Luke quantum cosmology uh, as, a, as a likely way that the universe, uh, that the universe got here. If we looked deeply enough, God should surely be in the very big or in the very small. But what he shouldn't be is concealed behind the pages of philosophy and theology. And that's where I'll leave it. Okay. Uh, Darren, uh, talk faster than Andrew uh, because the... Uh, the great strategy of talking slower is it gives you time to think of your next thing. Okay. Um, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. I, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not throwing the challenge flag. I'm just saying I'm not letting anyone else get away with it. Uh, Dale, I've got something special for you. Darren, hit it. Oh, no. Background I knowledge. I don't have any answers, too. So. Oh, no. You're not going to be able to use any pre-existing answers. No, sir. <laughs> not for what I've got for you. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm gonna have to go with the traditional uh, Bayesian definition of background knowledge. It sounds like Dale has uh, something different in mind for his uh, his version. Um, and the traditional definition is basically everything that, all the evidence and um, everything that you have to begin with and then use Bayes when new evidence comes out to see how that should affect your uh, current belief on what you already believe. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and use that definition, um, cause I honestly don't understand Dale's definition. Maybe he can flesh that out a little bit more. Um, so uh, the first one is the supernatural. Um, no one actually knows what the supernatural is. They can't tell me what it is. They can't tell me what it's supposed to do, the mechanisms for it, how it's structured. Um, anything they can't demonstrate it's a real thing i mean like even like dark matter or something like that we at least know it exists because we can measure it but we don't even get a measurement for like the supernatural it's just one of those things that they assert that it exists it works this way it has this mechanisms but they can't demonstrate that what they're claiming about the supernatural is true um most definitions of god are logically impossible like jesus being 100 percent man and 100 percent uh, God, that's actually mathematically impossible. The Trinity, um, where A equals B, A equals C, but B doesn't equal C, logically impossible. Um, maximal being uh, is rather incoherent, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then we've got the apologetics arguments. Um, we've got things like... Uh, as far as I can tell, after 30 years of studying apologetics, Christian apologetics, um, it either comes down to an argument from ignorance, we don't know, therefore God, miracles, 
I'm sorry, just a point of clarification. Are you still working on two, or have you moved to three? Three. Or do you think that you can go um, so long on two that we will have forgotten, and you will just say four, like Andrew did, and then, uh, <laughs> and then no, move on? One was, what one number was are supernatural, we on? two is logical okay. possible, three okay. is apologetics arguments. Okay, very good. Okay. Um, like the modal ontological argument, it necessarily means that their definition of necessary being can't exist. Uh, the fine-tuning argument means that uh, it's more likely a, a physical world rather than a god world. Um, none of their other arguments, they can demonstrate really that the premises are true. Even like the cosmological argument, uh, a lot of cosmologists disagree with uh, what they claim in the premises. Um, and then we've got testable claims. Uh, one of my favorite things is when Christians say, oh, I know that uh, God uh, exists because everyone knows. Well, that's a testable claim. I don't know that, so I, so that's strike against it being real. Um, then we've got things like the world would be like this or that or this other thing, and inevitably they're always wrong. Um, so they make testable claims. Um, there's the current science. Uh, so if you go into like the um, uh, the neuroscience, uh, there's pretty much uh, no scientist that's trying to prove that the soul exists or anything like that. It's all physical. And then this comes back to testable claims where they say, oh, well, if we're all matter, then this, then we can't know truth or anything like that, which is just demonstrably false. Calculators demonstrate that's false for one. Um, then we've got the spread of Christianity uh, denominations. If you actually look at the spread of early Christianity, it doesn't spread like it uh, came from a single source. It uh, spreads like um, uh, um, it mostly spread outside of Judea with very few, if you want to trust Paul in the Bible, very few adherents in the um, in the actual place it happened. And it actually spread from uh, closer to uh, Italy, Rome. Um, and then, of course, you've got denominations uh, because, you know, normally when you have a truth, something that's actually true, people go from a lot of different explanations down to one, which uh, is what's actually true. And we see the exact opposite with uh, Christianity. They went from one, the Catholic Church, to, you know, what is it? 50,000 denominations or whatever it is across the world now, each believing something different. And you just don't expect that if they've all got the Holy Spirit. All right, I'm cutting you off right there. I count six uh, in that explanation. I will just save Dale a little bit of trouble by saying every one of us is wrong and not one of the things that we said uh, would be background knowledge on Dale's sheet. Mm -hmm. Although I think I am starting to understand uh, what background knowledge is. We are going to take a lesson in background knowledge as Dell tells us, as he prepares his Bayes' theorem for the proposition, pepperoni pizza is real. Dell, give me five pieces of background knowledge. Um, okay, so that pepperoni pizza is real. So, so first of all, just the general theory, because a lot... A lot of the reasons you guys gave was not really background knowledge. It was actual evidence, direct evidence. It was, it was the probability that 
the rest that the uh, that God doesn't exist given the evidence. Right. No, I I understand. I understand that part. I'm, I'm truly. I did this exercise for myself to begin to understand the process. So I am paying attention. Oh, okay, not just you. No, I'm, but I'm just uh, just explaining for others who might who might want to know like what is the difference, right? So. Like, this is why uh, this is why this is going to be so instructive, because we're going to get an example of actual background knowledge of something yeah. that we already know. Pepperoni pizza exists. Uh, yeah, enough okay. stalling hit me. Okay, uh, so I can't can't explain the difference, but okay, so nope, background not knowledge, yet. <laughs> background <laughs> knowledge is, is stuff that doesn't directly count as evidence for the truth or falsity of the hypothesis. So with Got the it. pepperoni pizza example background knowledge would be things like the laws of logic are true uh my sense data is reliable is a reliable indicator of truth uh stuff of stuff of that nature uh you know i don't know my uh, my eyes well that's kind of the same thing laws of logic me, sense data i'll give you two it has to be five pieces on the spot well i mean you're one of the more brilliant among us you should really give us seven but uh yeah i'd, I'd let you stop at five there, yeah there may not be that many facts <laughs> i think that me and andrew uh, did six um yeah for god exists uh um okay so uh my oh um yeah my uh my brain my cognitive faculties are functioning properly um when i'm deriving the conclusion hey I, i'm sensing pizza pepperoni pizza-ness and then i go okay therefore i believe proposition pizza pepperoni pizza exists right so your brain your brain is uh an accurate uh yeah uh predictor Reasoner. of what is actually happening yeah okay three go ahead uh number four uh exist uh what is existence well existence is a re exemplification relation right so this this thing that we call the pepperoni pizza is exemplifying certain properties it has the property of being triangular in shape so it exists right I'm sorry, did you say it has the property of being triangular yeah have you ever had a pizza the slice oh well the slices i'm saying oh, okay all right that's, um that's... whatever right <laughs> all right square um, pizzas yeah give me a sicilian triangle the, pizza the point is the, you the order that <laughs> The pepperoni is a is a thing that exhibits property. The background knowledge component of that is well, the existence is a exemplification relation. If something exhibit exhibit exemplifies properties, then it exists. So that would be the background knowledge part. And then the evidence would be, hey, this this pizza specifically. Yeah, it I got exist. it. Do you have one more piece of background knowledge, sir? Uh, the pepperoni pizza exists. And for the record, it's more of a spheroid triangulaid anyway never mind Just... okay um i stand corrected um last thing that... it's not reasonable to believe that all pizza is triangular in shape it's not reasonable right off okay I'm not background knowledge uh it's not but... background it's not even relevant to the hypothesis but um but it is relevant um... to proving that one of us is an idiot uh so <laughs> which one we won't say is that uh it's me. Ouch. it's me no i'm joking Mac. um <laughs> I, I can't think of a fifth off the top of my yeah, head it's it's background. not that easy to do um so i do think uh, if i'm understanding how you are defining background knowledge uh and differentiating it from evidence that the things you gave 
would qualify as background knowledge. I further would say that none of us uh, gave anything that would qualify as background knowledge as as you would uh, count it. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna go one more round with the rest of us to do one thing that would be background knowledge according to Dale's theory. So this is not your theory. So Dale's class, he gets to grade the paper. Dale will say one thing. You will determine uh, fail pass whether it was background knowledge or not. Or uh, what? What's the hypothesis? Uh, uh, for uh, God does not exist. Uh, I'm okay. keeping it easy for the rest of us, you know. Because okay. um, we're the students. We don't know any better. All right. So I will, I will start first. And I will just give you one thing that I think after after hearing everything would qualify as background knowledge. Once again, you, you give the pass-fail uh, grade. We'll, we'll move on in the same order that we did. Okay, um, God does not exist is the proposition. Uh, background knowledge, there is evil in the world. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that could be. Um could be used right obviously it's background knowledge in your problem of evil argument and stuff and that's right but I don't, I don't have to go back and prove that any more than you have to go back and prove there's a god if there is a god is background argument and religious affirming of uh, opinions then there's evil in the world surely works as background knowledge for god does not exist yeah yeah i would agree well, obviously you have to you do have to prove it though right you right eventually Eventually, yeah. Not today. Mac attack. Uh, God does exist. One piece of legitimate background knowledge. There is less evil in the world that we know about. Does that work? Yeah. Again, again, for the same for the same reasons, um, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's less evil than than what? That we know about. We know about. That we experience. There's actually more evil happening, but we don't experience as much of it as we do. We should. So there's 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 less than there could be. Is is that what you're saying? Yes, there could be more, but we ex we don't experience it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that counts in the same way as as David's thing. Like I I see the argument. You would be making an argument for for God on that basis and stuff. So. Yes. Andrew, one piece of background knowledge that Darren would here. thumbs up. Andrew left. Andrew left. Okay, Darren, one piece of background knowledge to show that we were paying attention. Okay, Dale, can you explain background knowledge again? Because it sounds like if you're adding an argument and you think arguments are evidence, um, I'm still unclear as to the distinction. Yeah, the, see, again, the, the way that because they're making that argument, like I'm in a loose sense, Look, uh, just stating the fact that there is uh, evil in the world or or not as much evil, this can be actually part of the evidence itself if you're using that as a premise in your argument, right? So on that front, it could be direct evidence. Um, but I'm kind of just taking it in a looser sense that these guys are just just stating that, I don't know, that there is this evil. And in some sense, that could be used towards the hypothesis that God exists. Right, it's um, a claim, right? I, like God exists is a claim that you count as background knowledge for uh, their religious affirming uh, miracles in the world. Right, it's, it's, you don't have to prove it at that point. That is, that is 
valid background knowledge. And did I misunderstand that? I guess so. Like if, if it was me personally, I, I wouldn't use that as background knowledge, although I, I guess you could, but what I would do, I thought is you did. Use I would it use it knowledge. as an argument, an argument from, okay. The, in your case, David, God doesn't exist. The problem of evil premise one, if evil exists, God doesn't exist. Premise two, evil exists. And in that sense, I would include that as part of the the evidence proper for the hypothesis. That's just how I would organize it. Um, but I was trying to be charitable, like, yeah, if you just want to say like good and evil exists generally or something like that, that could be said to lend plausibility. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Isn't a God world. exists part of your background knowledge? <laughs> Not, no, because the hypothesis here is for you, God doesn't exist, and for MacAttack, it's God exists. Right, but for your argument that we that we just uh, talked about, your your calculus type of argument in proving the resurrection in, in affirming uh, religious affirming events, your first uh, premise was God exists. That was that was a but part I of. To, I have to prove that in the same way you guys. Right, did. right, but it was still proper background uh, knowledge, right? It's, it's background knowledge for premise 11 when I'm assessing the prior probability of my premise 11 hypothesis. It's okay. not background knowledge when I'm assessing premise one and the hypothesis God exists. Okay, but in, in our, the thing that we're doing, very straightforward, God exists, God doesn't exist. There's evil in the world is a thing that I know. And so it's a it's background knowledge. I have to prove it, but I would know it in the same way that God exists is a thing that you know, and you would have to prove. Yeah, it's just I, I guess I would say it's it's the way you've I know where you're going, and it sounds like you're make, trying to make that art the problem of evil argument, right? So this is one premise in the argument. So. When you're assessing the background knowledge, you have to make relevant points, points that make the hypothesis improbable or or probable or something like that. And just right, but I think that God, evil in the world makes God improbable. Therefore, God doesn't exist. Okay. Okay. So if that's if that's what you're doing, then no, that's not background knowledge. That's actual direct evidence. You're giving the argument, the argument from evil. That God doesn't uh, exist. And, okay, so I just talked myself in, from an A to an F. Darren, give your background knowledge so he can okay. just uh, flunk you and we can get out of here. Well, I'm still curious because if that's the case, then God exists for premise 11 isn't background knowledge because you've got evidence that's sort of an encapsulation of all your arguments and evidence, right? It, it is background knowledge for the, the prior probability of premise 11 that there are Christianity has religion authenticating events um, because that adds to the case for the plausibility that, yeah, I'm just right. And there being evil plausible. in the world adds to the plausibility that there's not a God. <laughs> but you're not arguing for the plausibility. You're saying God actually, in fact, doesn't exist. That That's your hypothesis. You're, you're not just using... Right, but my background knowledge doesn't prove that God doesn't exist. It just adds to the plausibility that my uh, my uh, premise has legs. I still have to prove it. I still have to put numbers to it. 
but all I have to do is get below 50% uh, and God doesn't exist. So okay. I'm, I'm using my background knowledge. Um, well, he, you know. he, let me help you out then. Like, I, I guess what I would say, like when I had God exist is like more moral agents uh, exist. People that can assess things as good and evil. Okay. And that would add to the plausibility that God does or doesn't exist. If you want to do doesn't, then yeah, are you okay, there? Then moral argue. agents exist who choose to do evil. I, I'm I'm not help me structure it so that it's a so that it's background knowledge because I I really am trying to understand the method and I I know that well, I think, Darren has okay, to give his but I I think I I thought I understood and now I'm back to not understanding and so just You're just welcome. fill out my paper for me and take the argument that I'm trying to make and structure it so that it's background knowledge so that I understand it. Okay. So I, I think let's ch change the hypothesis or whatever, and just say like, you're trying, you're trying to establish that uh, moral agents exist or something. Right. So then you could use as background knowledge, Hey, the categories of good and evil exist. There's evil that exists and presumably there's good that exists. So that doesn't direct that in and of itself, even if that's true, that doesn't directly say, and there are moral agents that exist. Um, but it, it lends to the plausibility. Well, if good and if good and evil exist as categories, um, okay, well, that makes it plausible that maybe there are agents who can read and assess the goodness or evilness of things or something, something like that, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Darren, uh, okay, um, you want you want to take one more swing at this, or do you want to throw your hands up and and defeat? Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure where he draws the line at argument or evidence and background knowledge. I'll just say the laws of logic exist, therefore God can't. Perfect. Uh, again, you don't have to. Okay, uh, perfect. The laws of logic. Yes, that's. The laws of logic are true. That's absolutely background knowledge, uh, and that, yeah, that would give you so, a prior. So problem. you mean he gets the gold star? Uh huh. I actually yeah. put some effort into it. <laughs> well, Where's I'm not being biased. Like, like I said, well, this is with... the third time you have uh, favored Darren's opinion over my well-reasoned argument. <laughs> well, I am special and divine above no, no, all but others, so obviously he would. <laughs> But again, a prior, think of it, right? Prior probability means this prior, class sucks. To, prior to reasoning and considering the evidence have a kegger. directly related to the, um, to the hypothesis, right? So like just saying like the laws of logic are true. Okay, great. That, that doesn't tell me whether God does or does not exist in and of itself, but it, it's providing the background knowledge because it's providing potential means that you're I'm, I'm i'm gonna get there we're gonna get there dale you and i we're gonna spend some time probably i'm recovering from surgery and we're gonna we're gonna hash, hash this out i didn't get as far along the path today as i as i hoped and apparently as i thought i had uh so with that in mind folks uh you know write your own uh there's a god there's not a god uh thesis bayesian dalian style thesis and present your background knowledge. Uh, I'm curious to know if uh, anyone else is picking up on this better than me. 
if so, I want to dialogue with you. And with that, this is the after show. I don't know when this after show is going to actually air, but I can't wait until it does. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye.